Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, welcome back. All right. Yeah. Um, today is June nine and uh, June nineteenth, and um, our you know we're sort of going to deviate somewhat. We're going to um, talk about Juneteenth, what it is, um, and then I. I wanted to have a philosophical discussion about right versus privilege. So we're going to segue into that, but um, we're not sure where the discussion of Juneteenth is going to take us because, again, we sometimes go down rabbit holes <laughs> when we start these discussions. Absolutely. So, yeah, so uh, starting it off, June 19th, otherwise known as Juneteenth, as you like elucidated to me right before we started this. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's called that, and um, but all right. So June nineteenth, Juneteenth, and as far as I know, and and maybe this would show my ignorance. The the only thing I know about it is from a show that was on a while back called Blackish. I mean, it's still technically. Oh, probably. okay. Um, all right. Uh, or or it was, but yeah, they had an episode to get de- dedicated to you know specifically Juneteenth, and and the thing that they, the the thing that I took away from it is that it has something to do with emancipation. Right. So. We know that, you know, uh, President Lincoln had, um, had, uh, you know, he had done the Emancipation Proclamation of nineteen or of eighteen sixty two, right? We know that, um, and the um, and Juneteenth is sort of a, a it, it grows out of that. Damn! Can you pause for a minute because I just spilled all my coke. No worries. Go ahead. And we're back uh, a minute and 40 seconds into it. We had some technical issues, but we solved it. But nevertheless, we're back to the topic and discussion at hand, specifically Juneteenth, which it is. Right. And just, you know, before I go back into it, I tend to talk with my hands, so I have to make sure that, you know, my water or anything gets not sitting around, otherwise it's going to go flying. <laughs> okay, now dialing back into Juneteenth. So, um, Juneteenth comes out of, um, you know, Texas. Uh, so on June 19th, um, uh, I'm pulling up the exact date, sorry. It, so Juneteenth is, at, is the celebration of Emancipation Day. You're right, Chris. Um, and the reason why June 19th was, is uh, the commemoration of it, or, and you know, the, the term Juneteenth uh, is used, uh, even Jubilee Day has been used, Black Independence Day, Emancipation Day. These are all iterations of Juneteenth. Um, but in, um, what had happened was that, uh, you know, the, proc- the Emancipation Proclamation abolished sli- slavery, it was supposed to abolish slavery, right? Mm-hmm. It declared the end of slavery in the Confederate States. And because of certain political considerations, it, um, it you know, it, the states were slow in abolishing it. And so um, what happened was that on um, June 19, 1865, I, a general order, I think it was general order number three um, by the Union Army General Gordon Granger was announced. Uh, proclaiming and enforcing the freedom of enslaved people in Texas. Now, what had happened was, with the um, Civil War happening, a lot of slave owners uh, who had um, migrated, what they did was they migrated from the states, they didn't want to be part of the war, they migrated to Texas. And uh, at one point, I think the number was they had like close to 250,000 slaves in Texas. So once the Civil War was over, the, 
the next step was to enforce the proclamation in Texas. So on June 19, 1865, um, Union Army General Gordon Granger, he went to Galveston and this is where they made the proclamation. Okay. Right. And so it's celebrated on June 19th, even though technically there were still two states that were outliers and had not um, outlawed slavery. Uh, there were border, the border straits of Delaware and Kentucky at that point. But on June 19th, Texas, I think, was the largest um, state with slaves at that time because there because of that migration so it was declared and so was texas not subject to the emancipation proclamation or is it just the reality that they didn't enforce it on non-secessionist states at the time yeah it was a reality that it wasn't enforced on non-secessionist states it wasn't that there it wasn't it, it didn't apply to them it applied to all of the states it just um texas wasn't enforcing it so june 19 1865 union army um, announced General Order Number Three, uh, proclaiming and enforcing that they're going to be enforcing the freedom of enslaved people in Texas. So, June 19, 1865, is when that proclamation declaration happened, and you know Texas was told that it would that the Union Army would enforce it. So, what was happening was for those states that were not enforcing the proclamation, the army would go in and enforce it. Okay, it would enforce. The freedom of enslaved people and so that happened in june on june 19 1865 and this is being a um you know within the um african-american communities it has been celebrated but it's not something that a lot of people know about we as americans we're learning about this um you know as a result of shows like yeah, I, I think blackish that, yeah i think it's fair to say that a lot of you know sort of very important cultural touchstones for the african-american community for black people all, you know throughout the united states and perhaps even you know uh in canada where we have a large population of, of black people who were, you know came out of the united states specifically out of the slave trade you know getting right. out of the and through trip. the underground uh railroad, railroad. Right? of course yeah it's it's getting to canada you know place where where they were free but still you know subject to great amounts of discrimination you know, unfortunately, the virtue of the time, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, so, but, but I think, yeah, absolutely. There is this weird sort of, I don't want to call it, I want to call it, I, I don't want to call it a blind spot because I think it's intentional, right? For the longest time, it, it was suppressed. You know, the very fact that, you know, Juneteenth had to be yeah. explained to me from a show, that the Tulsa right. Race Massacre of 1921 had to be explained to me from, from Watchmen, right. right? You know, that, that, the entertainment industry and that you know art is the only means of elucidating history right for a lot right. of people is is problematic but it's it, thankfully at least it's happening right right um, and so i mean juneteenth it's been around you know since emancipation over a hundred years you know uh, if I'm right being... and chris the way it came around was um it really happened organically because you know june 19 1865 when it was uh when it happened the event happened and then the following year on the anniversary it was celebrated at uh, the freedom of you know freedom of enslaved people and and it was the the black community that was of course celebrating it right and this is how it 
happened you know so june 19th because you know texas was it was like the last day it's it was the last holdout of the forming confederacy where you know a state government was still permitting it mm -hmm. and it ended june 19 1865 and it was celebrated the following year and it you know from 1866 it's an annual celebration of freedom which and you know, and you're absolutely right. You know, I, I mean, we, it's, you know what, it's not, you know, when you do your natural, when we do the naturalization test, it's never mentioned there, right? Like this is part of history that's never in any of the, the questions. Never mentioned, never part never of. Never mentioned. It's like, you know what, if we don't mention it, it didn't happen or, you know, we can ignore it, but, but you can't, right? Because this is this is a this is history this is part of the foundation of this country which needs to be addressed we can't ignore it because we need to learn from it and we need to ensure that this doesn't happen i, right? I think yeah it, it, I, and I think... i'm not saying that i'm not saying that slavery is going to happen but it what it is but you know we have discrimination right we do have these the the um the haves and the have-nots and there yeah. is a continued suppression. Yeah, I think that you know, uh, you know, oppression has has existed and will exist, right? As long as there is, you know, people with power and people with you know strength over others, there will be people who will be oppressed by that power. Yeah. Right. And all that comes out of it then is all right. Now that you know of this, what do you do? Right. Yeah. And ensuring that it doesn't happen. And at before the time, it was always about which populations could you exert control on. Okay. Right. And it used to be seen as, you know, people of color, you know, people of other races, they had an inherent either genetic or God predisposition to disadvantage. Right. Mm -hmm. They're we are allowed to do these things to them. Right. Because they have some sort of deficiency, which allows us we are caretakers. You know, the, the great burden of us is that we must yeah. take care of all these lowly ones. Um, and so that was done on racial grounds. And the modern day, it is argued on economic grounds, right? Yeah. It's like, why are the, you know, it's like what, um, it all the way up into the eight, you know, like all the way through the eighties, people like, you know, Reagan, people like Thatcher arguing that, you know, um, poverty was a defect of character. Yeah. Right. As opposed to, you know, of just an actual, just lack of money. Um, right. Like, like the, it, it, all subjugation relies on the idea that someone else is lesser and for the reasons that you choose. Right. Race used to be the thing. That's no longer the gauche way to do it. And people don't want to subjugate people on race. But economics, you know, they there's this new idea. It's, you know, the poor, they cause their own issues. It's sort of like the, the very right-wing sort of take on it, right? Yeah. Uh, and, but that is the, the current reality. And you see it, of course, among a lot of conservatives where they see... You know, they, they think of people as lazy. They think of people yeah. as inherently, you know, not undeserving of certain things, right? And it, it's all depends on, on what's the sort of in, you know, group to to take away rights and who, who doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that, you know, like slavery and, and, it's, and it's the realities of slavery and the long history attached to it. Mm -hmm. And the continuing history of what happens afterwards, 
right? It's not like, you know, after these people were freed, they were given equal playing fields. Of course not. You know, they were in still reduced capacities. They were still surrounded by people who didn't see them as equal, right? You right. Had they this, st- their right to vote was still being impacted, right? Yeah. You had I an mean, apartheid the, state continuing right. all the way until, you know, the 60s, even f- further, right? Um, right. You know, you, you had the creation and building of monuments to, con- to Confederate generals in and around the time of whenever there was a push for any kind of civil rights, yeah. right? A simple truth to remember of what your place is and what right. we can do. And and of course, how and it's like, how would you feel? It's like that guy fought to ensure that I was not free, mm-hmm. right? right? That right. I could never be free by virtue of my skin color and nothing else. Yeah. So, and of course, I mean, the fact, so here's the thing though, we're, we're talking about Juneteenth for two reasons, right? Um, one, it's because you know it is a holiday and there's a very important historical context but two right and um if we can just know it became a historical it was passed into law as a federal holiday just this year on june 17th exactly and so we have you know we 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 have a recognition of something that you know a large segment of people whose histories are so ingrained to the united states when I say ingrained, I'm talking about their history is so tied to the United States because their history beyond it is gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't exist. Most people don't know where they're, you know, where their heritage is from, right? People go like, oh, they're from Africa, right? I would like to say that is extremely reductionist and kind of stupid because Africa as a continent is fucking massive. Right. Right? It is so big you could fit practically all of Europe and parts of North America in there, right? Yeah. You could fit North America in there. Africa is massive. And the reason why it doesn't look massive is, of course, due to issues of, you know, how maps are projected. The um, Unfortunately speaking, like everything along, along equatorial lines on any given Mercator projection map, which is the map that we use, um, it just shrinks. It makes them smaller. What it mm-hmm. does is it keeps the relative shape of the land right, what it doesn't do right is get the size. Yeah. Only way to get the size right is actually having a globe, right? Because, it, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's a circle. But when you try to take a circle and try to put it to a square, you're never going to get the projection right. Things are going to look wonky. Where Where is the, the you know, it's like it, it all gets messed up. But mm-hmm. what this has done is, is unintentionally created essentially global south, you know, equatorial countries as being smaller than they actually are. And you realize that the world is quite large right it is very very it's crazy big we think you know and and the reality is is because we don't have an understanding taking that into account with the idea of how large the world is and how large africa is of course these people have no idea where they're from and more importantly just to point it out oh yeah they're from that continent over there is the equivalent of looking at a white guy and saying yeah you're from europe he was like yeah sure but where i mean if 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 there's a if there's a market difference between an Irishman, an Englishman, and a Scotsman, right? And they exist within the same chain of islands? <laughs> right. Right? If there's a marked cultural difference between these people, of course there is a difference between people who are who come from tribal locations and nomadic cultures and city dwellers and people all the way from North Africa down to Sub-Saharan. There is going to be massive differences on a continent that is, the, is also massive. So, right. 
we have this weird double standard, of course, you know, Europeans are this wide eclectic mix of, of cultures and peoples, right? But Africa mm. is just one place, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all oh, that's Africa. It's just one continent, black people there. And in North Africa, we have, you know, some Arabs, right? Right. It, it's, right. It's, it, it's reductionist and it takes away from the reality that imagine, you know, you're a white person and you cannot th- successfully point to what part of Europe you're from. I want to point out, you know, we celebrate July 4th, right, Um, as independence from uh, from the United Kingdom or Great Britain at the time. But um, so we have a this has been celebration that's been happening since independence. Um, But, you know, Juneteenth, it's it this was it's an uh, it was an unofficial celebration of emancipation of a free of freedom right and it and you know uh, i mean i i've been reading about this chris and it's really interesting right it, it's um it was celebrated in texas by uh, you know the following year right and here's the thing is uh, celebrating it wasn't easy as well you know initially it was celebrated in in churches um because guess what spaces, like yeah. Yeah, because, you know, because black people were barred from using public parks. You know, there were states, there were still state-sponsored segregation of facilities. Uh, I mean, they, you know, black leaders raised money to purchase land that would allow them to celebrate Juneteenth. And FYI, the 10 acres that they purchased for to celebrate is now known as Houston's Emancipation Park. <laughs> okay, so uh, that, that's to put it in perspective is that in, to celebrate their freedom, they had to purchase land. They couldn't do it openly, it, right? And as, as you know, as the migration started happening from the South and going into the other states, June, Juneteenth traveled with them. The Jubilee Day, Emancipation Day traveled with them. And June 19th was the day that was was the day that they celebrated is because you know tech that was the day it was declared in texas one of the last largest um holdouts of the southern states yeah right? I, I, and I mean, it, texas has always been that sort of thing right and you think about it 1865 to 2021 how many years has it taken for it to be officially recognized and we're still not so I didn't go to school um, in um, the United States. You know, I didn't go to high school here. I didn't go, uh, but uh, you know what? Um, Canada, you know, in Canada, we do learn about um, U.S. history. This isn't taught there either, right? Uh, and again, we learn based on um, Hollywood. <laughs> you know what? what the entertainment industry has taught us. So at least I can say that. And you know, it makes me, um, it's, you know, when I hear something that I'm not aware of, I do do the research to find out the information myself. And, and this is a common thing that we always talk about, right, Chris, which is, you know, educate yourself. Knowledge is power and you want to be empowered. You need to, to learn. And the more knowledge you have, the better you're going to be as a person and better you're going to be able to analyze things. But, you know, it's uh, this. The emancipation was 
an unofficial celebration. And I think, you know what, um, it's long overdue that it is recognized as a federal holiday. What can I say? I, uh, I, I, see, I see how important it is, and I'm not going to be the one to sort of like to look at it and go like, yeah, this, this is, why are we doing this? This is wrong. No, of course. It's, it's, it's a holiday, and yeah. what can I say? I'm not going to, yeah, it, it's a holiday with historical significance. I mean, you know, if Columbus gets a goddamn holiday, right, and all he did was accidentally find North America. Uh, but technically, he didn't land in North America, right? Know that. Sure. Yeah, he landed in like Central America, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. He finds right. he finds he, he he essentially just sailed out to a point where there always was land, where someone else like the 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 Vikings already found it, right? Yeah. You know, like the the Midgard map and the Vineland map and and all these sort of things that show that yeah, the the Vikings were very 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 well aware that there was a North America, right? Um, you know original seafarers 500 years before Columbus and Christianity ever decided to come over there. So, like, if he gets a day for, yeah. you know, essentially cheating off the homework of the Vikings, uh, um, then, yeah, like, this this makes sense as well. I mean, I remember for the longest time, like, Martin Luther King Day was, was, was uh, an issue of, like, just not controversy, but debate. Mm-hmm. Right? Um we're gonna say uh, the United States is is a place with a lot with a lot of very very important history, right? Very yeah. very important moments in history, and of course, not all of them can be, you know, either recognized or or used as holidays. But you know, Juneteenth is sort of like a very important moment, right? For a lot of it, people, right. right? And it's the reputation of a system that for centuries, for millennia, we were using as a as a species, and we thought was fine. Slavery. Right was an okay institution but then we see how it's taken to a mechanized and almost barbaric economic level with right. the you know with the atlantic slave trade right and it and then it doesn't become about you know like what it once was which was you know just control of people control of of populations debt consolidation industrial indentured servitude right yeah uh this is now you know a subjugation of an entire people based on their race right it's 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 the the ending of that institution you know in term like i'm i'm not you know i'm not one to say something is 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 a truly godly event but mm-hmm. of course i'm 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 there to say it it's like yes thank thankfully you know it's it that thing is is done it's not to say it's done everywhere around the world but it is it has been clearly and historically easily you know proven that it is no longer acceptable right so much so that the 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 soul of a nation was on uh, was on stake when they decided to go over civil war for the idea that you know maybe i do want to own people right as property right um right and so yeah it's it's when we take these into account juneteenth it finally being recognized it being today right it's good i think it's a good little time to to sort of pause and reflect on not just you know where we're going but how far we've come right yeah and uh, and that's an important thing we you know there's always room for improvement i'm never going to be one to rest on on their laurels on that right but at the same time you know we got to look at the 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 march towards progress and we're getting there you know just one person at a time um but yeah, I mean, Juneteenth is an important one, and it sort of wants to bring me onto that thing that we were talking about, so that we were going to talk about the philosophical angle of right and privilege. 
Yeah. And I, I bring that up because for a lot of, you know, we, we're talking about Juneteenth, we're talking about slavery, right? You know, fundamentally, slavery is the, the taking away of someone's God-given rights. And, you know, to use, you know, uh, the parlance of, a, uh, of, of the Founding Fathers, God-given, self-evident rights, right? Yeah. Like, these, these rights are inherent. They, you know, they can't be taken away. You know, they are what they are. Um, and then the institution of slavery is all about removing those rights, taking people away from, from what they are, their personhood, and turning them into property. Yeah. Right? For the sake of commodities, for the sake of economics, for the sake of labor distribution, for the sake of control. Right? And what that creates is two things. One, you've taken away rights, and you've, and you've made it a privilege to take away those rights. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And right. so uh, using that as our jumping off point, let's talk about the idea like you want to, um, the philosophical points of right versus privilege. Yeah, so, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, Chris, and I just, uh, you know, I thought it would be a good discussion for us to have uh, in terms of, you know, what what do we consider to be our annual inalienable rights that can be taken uh, that cannot be taken away there you know it's um it's that uh you know basis of you know, basis for natural law right as opposed to um a privilege this is some this is a this is a right that's being granted to you but can be taken away from you if you violate certain rules yeah that we as a society have put on right um, so it's a question of, you know, um, right versus privilege. Uh, you know, we've, we've had, we've talked about this too. You know, one of the things we've thought we've talked about is healthcare. Is this a right or is it a privilege? Right. We all have, uh, I mean, uh, we all have a right to have, a, have good health. Right. Yeah. But does that mean that there is a underlying responsibility of, of the government of our, you know, our institutions to which we pay our taxes to ensure that at a minimum we have our healthcare taken care of because it's a right, it's not a privilege. As opposed to some people who say, no, healthcare is a privilege. If you can pay for it, you can, you get it. If you can't pay for it, tough luck. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely those, right, who make that horrendous argument that, that you know, there are certain privileges, like that, that life is a privilege. Here's the problem. The same people who argue that the healthcare is not, is a privilege. It's not right. That life, you know, therefore, you know, and, and maintaining it is a privilege, right? And not necessarily a right, right? Because if healthcare is not a right, then, you know, how is life a right? Um, they're right. the same people who are like, yo, life starts, you know, at conception. They're the same people who are all about, you know, like pro, they, they call themselves pro-lifers, right mm-hmm. um they call and but you know they're, they're for them i think it, it's a big old lie because if they were pro-lifers they would care about you know children way past from when they were born right they're, they're really just pro-birthers after that it's like sort of you know you're on your own um right like there's like these people who are pro-life you don't see them clamoring up to to create great you know uh, programs for children you know you don't see them trying to make the healthcare system better or ensure that every child doesn't go hungry right yeah um there i like it's if you were truly someone who was all about pro-life 
right? Yeah. You would try to mean that you want to make everyone's life better. But, right. you know, you're really just about controlling women's bodies and, you know, making sure more people are born because of, you know, either religious fundamentalist beliefs about whatever, right? Or, you know, you think that, you know, a baby's you know, created at conception, which doesn't make sense with any of the laws in human nature or any other aspect of biology, right? Like we, we I mean, I feel like these questions have been sort of settled, right? But forever they're going to be continued. And I mean, this entire point of like the right to privacy, which was Roe v. Wade, right? Which then in turn evolved it to, you know, essentially allowing abortions to be legal, right? came from an inherent right of privacy that the government had no right to be anywhere near, you know, what you do to your own body with your own body. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, there was, there was like, that was Roe v. Wade. And, you know, the, the idea of what rights are and how they expand. Right. And who is covered under these rights. Right. Um, <laughs> I said, right. Yeah. Um, there, because you have to remember like these rights are great until they don't, you know, apply to black people. Or women, yeah. Asians, right? Uh, Asian Americans. I mean, Asian Americans were legally throughout in Canada and the United States uh, legally discriminated against with with you know like you know the anti like like they couldn't even get citizenship. No, and um, I know in Canada they had crazy um, immigration rules which would which would prohibit. You know um, their ability to come to the country. Absolutely, I, they, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, like very, very racist immigration policies that were focused on European-only immigration, um, right? Um, especially for country like for the United States, not so much. The United States has so many people in it. Immigration is not really their the thing that's going to maintain their their thing, right? Like unlike places like Canada, Canada relies on immigration, right? We have such low birth rates here. We have you know, a relatively yeah, small population. Chris, uh, I mean, I think that's the case in the in the U.S. as well. I mean, well, the it's, reason why yeah. we have population growth is because there was a migration allowed, and you know, um, I think there's there's areas where there's um, negative birth rates in the U.S. as well. Absolutely, so, there, yeah. There's it, areas with negative birth rates. Uh, I mean, but you have to remember, like the history of the United States. Look at Japan. Oh, Japan is falling apart with all the yeah, the and they Japan have is. I I think Japan has has, yeah. I think they've they've made their immigration more uh, flexible to allow for. Okay, so yeah, so yes and no. They have made it flexible for migration, but not for citizenship. Yeah, well, Germany's the same way. You can't get German citizenry, but you can be a resident of Germany. Exactly. Um, and it's it's for Germany. It's uh, for Germany and Japan. They come from the same place, believe it or not, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's old leftover fascist ideals about blood and purity. Right. Right. Um, you could be married to a Japanese person, and you can't have citizenship. Right. You could. Where, which is interesting because you know um, uh, when it comes to um, the First Nations or the tribes here in the. In the U.S., uh, you know they've got. I've, I think they've got like percentages. If you're, you can get. Um, you possibly could, you know, continue to get recognition as a Native American or Aboriginal or part of First Nations. I think based on 
the um, you know the the fraternal side, the paternal side, not the maternal side. So if you're if you're um, you know one quarter yeah, First Nation, you always you hear lose, one quarter, one sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, you hear right. This. You lose it. Whereas if it's the same, if it's the same degree on the father's side, you continue to maintain it. I guess it's really interesting the way the sorry I and I probably have deviated from what you said but no not necessarily because you're talking about you know the purity right and it's the same um I think it's the same um you know thought process there is the purity I mean the purity remains with you know if it's your father that you're uh, you're obtaining you know that you're receiving this um uh, this recognition through rather than your mother yeah I mean I don't here's the thing I I know why they do it but I'm not one to No, it's for benefits, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's to restrict it's, benefits. Yeah, it's specifically for to restrict benefits um but it's also, you know, I don't like the idea of like, you know, the 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 geneticization of people's racial or identity identity. Uh, I agree. I don't either, but I'm just you know that but they do do it. Yeah, I, I don't particularly enjoy it. That's why one of the things that, like, um, when it comes to... Uh, I'm going to use Israel as an example, right? One of the things that I, uh, I dislike around sort of, like, Israel, uh, specifically Israeli governmental uh, regulations on... Uh, and, and even in the religious side, uh, the chief rabbi of Israel um, made remarks about how Jewish someone is based on their bloodlines, right? Yeah. These are... the Like, remember, Judaism is a religious belief, Right. And sure, right. yes, they are, you know, pe there are peoples, you know, who are, are Jewish, the Ashkenazi, you know, all the way down to, uh, you know, Ethiopians who have Jewish history. Right. Uh, right. And, and but these are peoples. These are, you know, peoples. These are individual uh, ethnicities. Right. Right. But they're trying to make the argument that being Jewish is an ethnicity, at least the chief mm -hmm. rabbi was at the time. Right. I, I don't like these these disseminations of who is what and who isn't based especially on genetics right i do uh, and it's less of you know worrying about you know a reality or worrying about you know like this being used this being used as like some sort of way to to separate people it's less more about that it's just more about like it's okay like you can you're gonna keep on moving the line on that you don't want that gattaca moment right mm -hmm. where your genes determine everything about you and your human history right I, if you guys don't uh, uh, know, um, Gattaca is a movie. It had Ethan Hawke, uh, um, Jude Law, and um, Uma Thurman in it, and it it was purely based on genetics. Genetics, you know, whether or not uh, you were based on your genetics, whether or not you would be, um, you had then the qualifications to, you know, go to space. Or something like that. It determined. It predetermined what you could do, what yeah. professions you can take, what you would be eligible for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, um, yeah. And the main character wasn't a. It, the main character wasn't a. You know a. Um, wasn't a, a. You know a. A baby created in a test tube. He was. He was a natural born, and he had the natural. You know, and whatever frailties and issues you might have is natural bone it wasn't it wasn't yeah. taken out of him yeah so yeah one of the issues is that this world the, so gattaca is a good and bad example 
Yeah. Right? It's a good example of showing you like uh, like what genetics will eventually do, right? Like they'll take yeah. away all these sort of things. It's a bad example in terms of society. Yeah. Because what it is is that it's like very, very – yet we're going to talk about Gattaca very simply, but this person chose – like didn't choose to opt out. This this was chosen for them by their parents. Yeah. Right? Um, it was a choice though, right? So this – you know, like – But not his choice. But not his choice. Someone did make a choice though. This wasn't a random, random happenstance or the luck of the dice or just no. – No. Someone I made a choice. Right, and the parents didn't make the choice for their, the for second their, child that yeah, they, because yeah. their first child had all this discrimination, right? And then they did that, I, and then they, they they didn't do it for the second child. The reason why, of course, in Gattaca, um, the character couldn't go to space flight is because he had a numerous list of of issues that other candidates did not have. Yeah, uh, yeah, that like you know he has all these different different risk factors genetically, which he cannot change, that no yeah. one else has. In any other given scenario, it would be like, yes, we do not want someone to go into space who has risk factors for failure. Yeah. Right? And, it, of course, it's unfair this happened to him. Right? He didn't make this choice. Right? Why shouldn't he shoot for the stars if he wants to? Right? That's why right. you got to really worry about, like, when it comes to genetics, it should only be limited to medical elements. Right? If, if the Gattaca situation ever occurs. And then now I'm going to bring it back to our a topic, which is right and privilege, right? In the future, when CRISPR and all these mRNA sort of genetic ch changes are, are being allowed, right? Right. It is going to be a privilege for the rich of society to make themselves genetically superior to the rest of us. Yes. Right. It will not be a right like it is in Gattaca, where anyone yeah. can have it and you have to opt out or someone has to opt out for you before you're ever born. Right. Right. This will be a privilege that only a select few have, which will give it's them like, rights over yeah. everyone else. Right. It's the altered carbon type of scenario, right? Um, mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> See, I'm yeah, using I mean, right as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's the altered carbon type of um, society as well, where you have these, you know, Methuselahs or maths that lived yeah. for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years because they had the they had the finances to be able to upload their consciousness every night right and and they could continue and they had these sleeves and could they they their perfect body could live on and on and on and they they lost nothing uh, and it's and it was a privilege. It wasn't a right for them. They were able to do it because they had the money to do it, and they were able to accumulate more wealth because they were being around for hundreds and hundreds of years. If you lived for six, six, seven hundred years, I'm sure you would accumulate that wealth too. It's called uh, what is it called? Uh, it's called compounding. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the one thing that that unites all humanity together in one simple truth is that we're all going to die. Yeah. Right. We were all born. Yeah. We're all going to die, no matter how hard you struggle. That is a that is a right we have. Yes. <laughs> Nobody can take that away. Yes. That being said, the minute that that goes away, the rights change, and the privileges mm -hmm. change with them. A person yeah. who is functionally immortal doesn't have to worry about the normal issues in life. They obviously have everything else figured out, right? Their privilege yeah. is now to think on a longer scale of not just tomorrow or the day after or a week or a year, but centuries. You know, 
like the, like these are the, that's a philosophical question to ask is that on the long enough time scale what you what is your privilege and what is your right mm-hmm. right um do we like part of sort of a lot of judeo-christian you know ideas of of our role in the world is that the world is 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 to be laid bare for us the world was created for us yeah right we see it as our right and privilege to do whatever we want with this planet right because we think we're special when you apply ourselves to the normal aspect of human of, of nature and see ourselves in the biological scheme of things you realize that we're not all that special and our component parts are in fact some of the most common parts existing in the universe mm-hmm. right that means our subjugation of the natural world around it is not necessarily a right it is a privilege because we know how to do it yeah Right. If something else knew how to do it better than us, they would have. Right. Uh, yeah. What it comes down to all across the board is that these definitions change. Right. What 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 was what is a privilege in one place is a right in another. I would make the argument, you know, firearms, a privilege pretty much everywhere else in the world, except for, you know, Switzerland. Right. And the U.S. Right. Firearms. The, the, you know, these are privileges everyone else, everywhere else in the world. Just like driving. Driving is a privilege. You need to prove that you know how to drive. Right? Yeah. That all being said, you know, you need to prove you have competency. The United States, a right is including firearms. Right? You, you don't have a right to drive, you know, or, or other very important stuff. But you do have the right to get a gun. And no one can, you know, take that away from you. Right, uh, except for the government, or if you're black, or some sort of visual minority who decides to stockpile guns in the '60s because of, <laughs> you know, racial tensions at the time. Those people, those you can sub, you know, you can take away their rights. You know, the point I'm trying to make is that while it seemed like a hard and fast right, the right to bear arms, who practices that right shows you how it is adjudicated differently. Right. Black Panthers start arming themselves. No, we're going to have to start making changes to the gun laws. Right? Militia start arming, arming themselves. It is what it is. It's it's the it's their right. Right? Like that's that that is the place that we're in. Right? Of 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 because even if like you know, rights are great and all, but they're not even applied uniformly across the system to all people. Right? Like that that great line in that film Lincoln by uh, Spielberg. Right? Um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, is character representative. Uh, I can't believe uh, Stevens or something like that. He makes the one of the an important speech. I believe it was on his Oscar reel for the year. Um, Tommy Lee Jones says, uh, "You know, I don't believe in equality in all things, just equality before the law." Mm-hmm. And it's not even that we don't even have that yet. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I and his reasoning is great because like, how can there be equality in all things when you know I see people around me who I know are are freaking morons. <laughs> Right. right. How can the world truly be equal? Right. When this exists. But he goes like, that's not the point. I don't believe it in everything. But before the law, the laws of men, you have to be treated equally in front of it. And that is, I think, the most important right. Right. That the law applies to you equally. And the reality is, as we found out, as we know, as you know, years have gone by, going all the way back to now where, you know, we're talking about this on Juneteenth. Right. Your rights right are never yeah. guaranteed your rights even though are impor- on one of the most important documents in the world because of virtue of 
political or sort of societal norms of the time, they are not guaranteed. And the definitions of who are under that umbrella of rights can be right, shifted. Because it, because, right, because it can, because it's, um, because it, you know, it depends on how it's defined, right? And who's defining it? It, you know, I, the, our ultimate authority is the United States Supreme Court, right? Is it a liberal court? Is it a conservative court? Um, you know, and uh, is it a, is it a, you know, a, an original text type of court, or is it, you know, and you know, do they believe that, you know, it's there's an evolution, or you know, that the, that the, um, that the Constitution is a living document. I mean, it, it, you're right. It, you know, our limitations, our rights are limited by how they're being, how they will be interpreted. And it does change from, uh, thank God, you know, our rights have changed from what they were in, you know, um, during the Civil War to, to now. There has been progress. Yeah, uh, and the progress needs to be remembered. And we got to know the strategies that work to ensure that progress. Yeah. Um, you know, and taking that into account, taking that, you know, into into play we, we there's a lot of work left to do and we do have to examine our rights and how we and how we applied them how, how they apply to us and and what can be done in the future to ensure them right um and what can i say the battle of of of, of ensuring that all people are protected because right now it's always that moving momentum right at first it was now people of color then yeah. it became women yeah. Right. Then it became, you know, uh, homosexuals, uh, yeah. you know, then it, you know, now we're moving into the LGBTQIA individuals who are who are now pushing for equal treatment. Right. Yeah. As we put like, the the scope of who is protected by rights, because rights fundamentally are protections. Yeah. Right. The scope of who is in this protection is is is. Is expanding and it needs to continue to expand until everyone is within that protection yeah right and the definitions of 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 who these people are that of course just it, it will take immense amounts of time uh but you know we have time <laughs> right uh right the, the 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 progress forward is always moving right um but we you know there's a lot of problems that need to be solved right in between here and then and uh a lot of them are linked but we need to expand our rights to ensure that everyone has them. We need to ensure that the rights that we have are adequate and not limited. We need to ensure that they're strong and not subject to the whims of arbitrary power and capriciousness. Mm -hmm. right? right. All of these things are important because otherwise people will use their privilege to take those rights away from you. Yes. Right. Their position yeah. of power in which they can limit the rights of others but we're seeing that right we're yeah. seeing that with all of the voter suppression rule laws that are being um that are being implemented and enacted uh you know under the guise of protecting elections uh there's a concerted effort to uh reduce or you know uh, impact one's right to vote yeah and and you see that and you you just look at like how short-sighted it is yeah right and that's the major definitional word i would use is it's short-sighted uh, you know people using 
people being that short-sighted on something that should be a very very simple reality right simple thing to to, to fix but you know we'll, we'll we'll move past that also i think we've been on this topic forever holy crap um <laughs> i told you we you know we do end up going down these rabbit holes um I'm, you know what, I, this is, this is a topic I want to be able to, I, I do want us to uh, come back to um, over and over again. And the reason why is because I think this is a topic that, you know, does need to, we, it needs to be explored some more, uh, you know, and um, it's, I, and I know you might, um, we won't do it every week, <laughs> but um, I, I think it is a topic that needs to be explored. I think it's a discussion that needs to be had. I like uh, talking about ourselves. these philosophical stuff. I, I think that, you know, where we take it and how we apply it. Because, you know, we went, we started this thing of talking about Juneteenth, applying it to rights and privileges. We went to Gattaca for some reason. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So with all these things in, in, into account, right, we definitely, we can we can talk about uh, the, the these topics even further. And I think there's a lot of room uh, for more philosophical discussions like this. In fact, I really enjoyed it. Um, let, let's... Well, that's because we weren't talking about, you know, um, uh, politics and things going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, got... I mean, without the Trump administration, you realize just how much simpler things have gotten, haven't they? I don't know if they're simpler because, you know what, they're still... They're still, you know events happening i it's just we're not you know uh, the events are so are not so insidious or are not so shocking that it feels like you know things are even healed but i, I don't think they are i i think you know what um yeah i the bell has been rung it's very hard to unring it um with you know the last four years that we had uh, so it, it's, you know, we need to move beyond it. And that's going to be a slow process, progress. Um, one thing we didn't mention uh, this week, there was the G7. Um, oh, yeah, and it yeah. seemed to be like pretty laid back. There wasn't anybody pushing, you know, everybody to the side to get up front for a photo op or anything like that, which was good. Uh, there was some civility there. And on that note, we are going to end our warm room. Yeah, let's, <laughs> How let's, do you like that? <laughs> yeah, let's get out of the war room and then stay away from the G7 and all that insanity and go straight to one of the more interesting things so that we're going to talk about. In our entertainment section, we'd normally talk about, like, say, Loki or something like this week, but this week has been busy. Um, oh, my gosh, yes. It's yeah, and been an insane week. While I know, like, so, like, it came out Wednesday and I only got to watch it, like, last night. Um Right. I haven't even watched it, so I can't even talk to you about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it yet. We're going to talk about it, and we'll do like a double special next week. Uh, but yeah, Loki episode two. Be uh, be ready, you know. Stay tuned for that. We'll we'll talk about it next week, uh, along with uh, perhaps Handmaid's still if we're able to get uh, to it. Uh, the fourth season just ended, but yeah, see those in the future. Uh, what I do want to talk about uh, things that uh, I've been sort of like doing, just consuming in the background, in between my my normal stuff. You know, my youngest brother has always been trying to get me into anime. Uh, and I've been trying. I'm thankful that he's at least, you know, been successful where I haven't. Well, he well, do what, he finds me at the right time. Like, he's with me enough all day to, uh, you know, just make these, um, 
yeah, just to, 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 to just sort of like figure out when's the right time to sort of like sneak it in there, get me to start watching you, get me to go like, oh, this is, this is, this is pretty cool. Or, oh, I never saw it like that. And so, um, like he started with like, ages ago, he made me watch a show called, uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's sort of like, you know, one of the most important, uh, animes of its time. Uh, yeah. and I believe they're turning it into a live action show on Netflix soon. Um, so which one? Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they're turning that into a live action show. Um, you know, moving past that, he got me to watch, you know, and I've seen other animes, you know, I grew up in the nineties. I know what Dragon Ball Z is, you know, it's like, <laughs> I've been through, you know, like I, I've seen a whole bunch of animes as they come out throughout time. You know, I love Avatar, you know, that entire thing. And while that's not technically anime, it falls very, very, very uh, closely within that genre. Right. And of course, I'm a huge fan of cartoons, right? Across a, a whole bunch of mediums in terms of animation. So, anime being sort of like my my natural, you know, uh, blind spot, right? Yeah. It has always been one of those things that, you know, my brother's trying to elucidate me on, trying to get me, you know, to, to look at some interesting stuff. And recently, uh, a couple of months back, he showed me an anime which I thoroughly enjoyed by the same creator of Cowboy Bebop called Space Dandy. Um, and it's more comedic and it's, it's very, it's like Rick and Morty before there ever was a Rick and Morty. It's about like all this multiversal stuff. I believe in every episode, like the character of Space Dandy dies. Oh, wow. Like he dies in every episode and the, re okay. and, but, and the, the next episode starts and they pretend like nothing happened because you know, it's multiple universes and there's no such uh. thing as canon. I love the idea right. that guess what? Even from previous episodes, there's no like space. Wait, he died in the very first episode. Space Dandy dies. <laughs> right and they wow. just keep on doing it. and then they go like, wait they, they literally go like wait a minute how are we supposed to get out of the planet if you detonated the bomb he's like oh that's a good point and then it just explodes <laughs> right and then next episode he's there and so there's 24 episodes of this show of of like no canon no continuity we don't give a crap the villains die every episode the heroes die like it's so crazy but i, I was like do i love the engine the engine how ingenious it is i love the fact that it's doing what i praise rick and morty for it was doing it way before rick and morty all right so there was that and so my, i go like, all right you know i with when when he showed me space dandy and how much i enjoyed it i was like hey all right if you've got something else you know show it to me and my brother's smart right he 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 works slow right he he will he will show me like a morsel he'll start talking to me about it he won't get me into it Right, he'll just sort of like earworm it into me, right? To where one day he'll just put on an episode randomly, like, oh, was, oh yeah, we're talking. Okay, let's let's put it on. Let's watch. It. What is this, right? And he did that with me with a, a show that I've grown to enjoy to the point where I call it my favorite anime that I've ever seen of the limited animes that I have seen. Um, that being Berserk. Oh man, that that show. Crazy, right? Ooh. <laughs> um, okay, so as I understand it, you and me came to Berserk at different points. So my brother does not like um, the sort of 3D cel-shaded animation that they do with sort of modern 3D, 3D animation for 2D style things. So he purposely did not make me watch the new uh, Berserk films that came out. But they weren't 3D, Chris. I don't understand what he's talking about. Okay, so so they're not technically 3D, but what it is is that they they make 3D models and they portray it as 2D, right? But they're it's still te it, it's 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 done on the cheap. It's it's so that they can do it 
cheaply and he doesn't like that animation style that animation style in particular it's technically 3d animation but it's done cell shaded to make it look like it's 2d and the problem is is that with a 3d animated show right that's done that way running at 13 frames per second which is like the normal rate for animation it looks very jank it looks very janky as opposed to 24 frames um, it, I didn't think it looked janky. So here's the thing. I decided to watch it myself. I don't have a problem with this animation style. But as I understand, anime fans hate it. Okay. They do not well, like this like style. Uh, like you know, I've asked a couple of different people about it. And uh, they're like, yeah, th- th- this style is the worst. I don't see what yeah, they're personally uh, talking about. No, no. I, I agree. I don't like the 3D style at all. In fact, there's a couple of, you know, Netflix has done a couple of them where it's the 3D style. And I'm like, I can't watch it. This didn't bother me because this is more in style of, um, okay. So does he like, um, the seven deadly sins? I don't think he, uh, that's the thing. I don't think he does. Um, right. Like our, but uh, Kenny does. I know Kenny does. So Kenny does, um, uh, what's it called? Reggie Reggie likes it. Uh, right. I believe Reggie likes it, but he, Reggie hates the 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 Berserk style of um, uh, the, the the Berserk uh, movie animation. So he's one of the people who hates it too, and so really uh, because yeah. but he he didn't say that to me when we I talked about it. Yeah, so it's it's one of those. I think he was just happy that you were watching Berserk, right? Um, <laughs> God, you know, like um, but so like no, but the problem is, so you watch the movies as well. So Chris? yeah, yeah, of course. I've uh, okay. I, I decided to watch the movies because after so what what I did was I watched the 1996, 1997, I believe it's 97, 98, or 96. I, I watched the 90s era, uh, 2D animated, just normal, you know, drawn animation uh, of. Uh, of Berserk. Of Berserk. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. It's yeah, it's like twenty five episodes, you know, like normal half hour episode style things, right? Uh, right. Twenty two minutes or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So he, we were watching it that way, and so unlike the movie, where the movie starts off with you know like getting us into you know like the like getting us into young you know uh, like we go straight into young guts. And we see his rise through, you know, um, and we are going. Band of the Hawk. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see a lot. Of, I'm going to do a lot of spoilers, only for one specific okay. reason. Uh, this is a 20 year old thing. You can't talk right, and you can't talk about this without like yeah. talking about like the different characters and stuff like that. Different characters, major storylines. It, it's 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 complexity, is one of the reasons why I enjoy it. Right, it's okay. strange philosophical leanings of certain characters, yeah. characters whom I loved and then despised later. Right. Right. Those guys. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'll, we'll, I'll be saying their names. I'm not going to be like normally I'm very vague in how I talk about yeah. those. Um, I'm not going to be vague on this one. Um, okay. Very, very simply. Like, so uh, because you and I watched, we both watched what is known as the Golden Age arc of, yeah. um, of Berserk. You and I both seen this. And so with that in mind, we're going to look at the Golden Age arc um, through both lenses, so through the movie lens and through the uh, anime lens. Um, okay. So something that you didn't see, um, the end of the Golden Age arc, right? Like the end uh, uh, that we see in the movies, you see a little bit of Guts, the Black Swordsman, right? Where, where, yeah. he's, where he's heading, right? Yeah. We've, we've sort of like gotten past the origin story. Like that's the point of like the first three movies and the, the 25 episodes of the original show. It's the, it's the origin story, 
right? We're getting the origin story of Guts. We're getting the origin mm-hmm. story of his friend Griffith. We're getting the origin story for Casca. We're getting the origin story for a lot of the Band of the Hawk. Um, yeah. I mean, Rickett, <laughs> who's going to become important later. We're getting origin stories. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And right. we're and we're seeing these characters evolve up until a major point of precipice, a major point of change. Yeah. Where after that, now we're in the show. Uh, it's one of those things. And Okay, so if you can, um, does the the episodes pick up where the the arc ends? Okay. So the twenty sixteen series yep. picks up where that golden twenty six. I don't think I've done the twenty sixteen series. No, you have not. Trust me, you not. Uh, neither have I. I haven't seen. But it does exist, okay. and I will. Uh, what's called? We. Uh, I'll make sure that. Uh, I'll, I'll find out the, the, the source for you to get it. Right. Okay. But yeah, the twenty sixteen series, which is also in that similar animation style of the movies, continues the storyline past the original nineteen ninety seven. Uh, anime past the 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 three movies which which comprise that arc yeah right and so 25 episodes and so here's the difference the arc starts off with young guts in the movies and then leads yeah. to black swordsman yeah. right okay that yeah. like it's it's very 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 simple from start to finish yeah you, it's his journey exactly uh from you know from from guts all the way to the thing and we see him like with his with his very simple origin like that first uh, the thing about the the movie and the anime from uh, 97 is that they are sometimes shot for shot identical really okay so if we can just pause here i think when it came to um berserk i had told reggie about it and the, uh, about netflix had come up with the three um three movie series yeah the, so the so reggie has not seen berserk yeah. Right? But the reason why he hasn't is because he dislikes the animation style. And um, I keep on telling him, you know, to get over it. Yeah, but I, I was like, just... Ranch, I found an old, like, very old copies of, like, the 97 thing. I was like, here we go. Take them. Right? Let's, like, watch them. You mean Reggie? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reggie. Sorry. Um, and I was like, yo, we got him. Just take it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And and he was like, all right, we'll, we'll watch that. But when after after that, uh, it's like I, I'm going to continue the show. I'm going to continue the series. I do have some bad news though about the series about the show. Well, I don't think they carried it through. I, I th- I've done the research on it. I think um, I I didn't know how to access what what else was there. But because the last of the trilogy, um, it you know leaves on a cliffhanger. It's like so yeah. The what's last... your bad news? Okay, so the last of the trilogy leaves on the cliffhanger. They continue yeah. the, the show with the Black Swordsman deep into, like, the other arcs. The bad news is is that Kentaro Miraya, uh, I can't remember, can't do his name properly and do it justice, the creator of Berserk, passed away a few weeks ago. <gasps> he was 53. He was continually still writing the thing. It is now, it, it has now, it is in a state where it is unfinished. <gasps> Oh my God! Do however, we know, how how did he pass away? Uh, horrible AR, um, uh, uh, like a, he had a horrible heart attack that caused his heart to essentially rip apart. Oh my goodness! And he was fifty three. He was fifty three. Oh. So yeah, he he died so... fairly young, uh, you know, and his work is remains unfinished. However, he was continually writing this thing ever since it was came out first in eighty nine, and where the last. Thing he released is that works as a series finale because it's, it? okay. yeah because it's sort of 
uh, and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about like what happens and 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 some of these things. But so with that in mind, with K- with Kintaro dying, uh, yeah. I believe that's his name. Uh, I should probably look it up. Actually, I'm not gonna. I, I I'd, I'd like to do this guy justice uh, because what can I say? Yeah, I, it's uh, Kentaro Mira. Mira, yeah. So yeah, uh, he like he, with him passing away, a lot of people are trying to figure out where is, like like where's you know like is it going to be continued? Is it going to? Are they going to end it? Did he already have an ending planned? Right, these sort of and he died very recently. He died in May, right. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of these things are up in the air. And he was, you know, he already was like intermittent when he would release stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah we're, we're like that. Like when I when I found that out after watching the show, I was like devastated because one, the show ends in a way. Uh, and similarly, the movies, it ends in a way going like, crap. I want more. Yeah. Right. And yeah, then, absolutely. I so I actually saw this um, a while ago and. I've been trying to see how I can get a hold of the, you know, the, the, what's happening in Ask. <laughs> well, yeah, what can I say? I have Berserk 2016, which covers a lot of the uh, other sort of arcs. Yeah. Right? And then after that, you just sort of have to read up on, like, you know, some of the manga stuff to, to, to figure out where the characters are going at that point. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the the last released one really it feels like it ties up a lot of things. There is still obvious things like you know where to go, uh, you know where like Femto, like what he's doing. Uh, I'm I'm using you know characters, others' names just right now. I will explain it once I actually get there. Um, but yeah, uh, let's 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 move straight into the show, right? Like the show. So where the movie starts off with him like uh, killing that, you know, I remember it was like that one night who killed thirty men, right? The thirty men at one right. night, right? Starts there. Uh, yeah. The anime does not start there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The anime starts in reverse. The anime starts with him as the Black Knight killing, like that weird like cobra looking dude. Yeah. Like that's where the anime starts. It starts with him like you know like like it starts in a way that I like. Uh, I remember when when Cash put it on for me. He was he looked at it. He was like, "Listen, just watch the first episode and don't ask me any questions." I was like, "Okay." okay. I, I watched the first episode and I had questions. <laughs> I was like, "What the? Right. What is going on?" It's like, right. and then he pauses. He goes like, "All right, the last episode." And he goes like, "The first episode." And he goes like, "Yeah, is the last episode." I was like, "Then why would you show it to me first? He goes like, "Trust me." I was like. Okay. So he showed you the last episode. No, no, he first. showed me the first episode, and the first episode. The first was the episode last. is the last episode. So what they've done is they've, it, they've shown the last episode where where it's gonna end in order for you to see where it began. Yeah, but so he, okay. but he did something very smart with me. He showed me that first episode, and then he didn't let me watch another episode of Berserk for not until like two to three weeks. Why? So you would forget it? Because I forgot the first episode, (laughs) right? And then he starts it at the normal stop. But here's the thing. You you watch the first episode three weeks later. You're like, wasn't this thing about demons and a giant sword or something? And it's like, it's like something I'm trying to remember. Like, wasn't there like a giant demon cobra thingy or like, this guy is just a young dude who's fighting a bunch of knights. (laughs) And he goes like, he goes like, yeah, he goes like, what are you talking about? He's just like screwing with me. I'm like, I'm not an idiot, but I I don't care. I'll just watch the show. All right. And so now this is where the movie and the show come into a very, very identical point where the Mm -hmm. story is very similar. There are some characters who are missing here and there. There are some parts that are told out of order. Um, But for the most part, nearly identical, almost shot for shot at times. 
Uh, okay. I would uh, point out there's a. Sp- do you remember in I think it was like movie two or movie three? Yeah, it was movie two, uh, where uh, we where you where um, Griffith is in the yeah. cell, and those weird things start crawling to him. Yeah. Right. That's actually shot exactly the same as the anime. Really. Let's. It's identical. Like I was watching, I was like. Wow, this is identical. So they they obviously were like, what we we want to just modernize it. We want to bring it to to modern audiences. So it, was he in prison for the same reason? Exact same reasons. Exact same reasons. So okay. Okay, I mean it's it's one of those things. Uh, I'm, I want to talk about it a lot, especially you know the character of Griffith because. Um, what can I say? Uh, we're going to get into it. But yeah, so like Berserk starts off and, and its early stuff is very much just young guts, wrecking shop, getting bested by, you know, the the, the Band of the Hawk. You know, uh, it's Band of the Hawk in uh, in, in the, the anime stuff. I believe in the um, the thing it's called Band of the Falcon. In what? No, in uh, the Golden Arc, it's uh, the trilogy is called Band of the Hawk. Okay, so it's called uh, yeah, so it's called Band of the Hawk. I believe inside of the uh, the manga, it's Band of the Falcon. Nomenclature okay. doesn't matter. The point I'm going to use Band of the Hawk because that's the one that uh, I heard when I was watching the movies, right? And and the show. So the band, you know, like he gets sort of like you know stopped by the Band of the Hawk when they try to like mess with him, right? And he just wrecks shop, and then yeah, I mean. Casca tries to, to stop him, can't help. And then, yeah, this 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 amazing, like, truly fantasy-looking guy, <laughs> right? Like, Griffith right. shows up, you know, his white hair, his, like, hawk-style helmet, his freaking, He looks like, really epic. He know, looks he's as got anime like a... and epic as, again, long, flowing white hair. Like, right. amazing. His, his piercing, like, almost, like, hawk-like blue eyes. Yeah. Right? You know, his, he's very, like, yeah. he's almost angelic that's precisely the point is like you and then you, you hear yeah. him talk and he's very very like he for uh, here's the thing uh and i'm gonna point this out it's something that i do every once in a while like i'll have it in the background i, I watch a lot of reactions to movies i've already seen all right yeah, yeah and i do that mainly because uh you know i enjoy watching other people it's like it's like watching it for the first time for myself right 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 um and one of the reactions i was watching was gladiator and, uh, you know, the guy I was watching, he, you know, for Joaquin Phoenix's character, he goes like, I'm getting some real Berserk Griffith, Griffith uh, you know, uh, vibes. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How does Joaquin <laughs> wow. Phoenix's character fit? With, I was like, that doesn't make it. Like, and this is before I ever saw the show. Right. I was like, what does so that you even mean? you don't know what the reference, you yeah. don't know the reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I remember this when I'm watching this. And, and, and it's the one thing about Griffith that is a great character trait. Oddly enough, an important character flaw, right? His ambition. Yeah. Right. Griffith is, you know, he's a he's a commoner, right? Despite yeah. you know looking at him, I'm like, are you sure you're a commoner and not secretly an angel brought down from you know, you know, it's like from like, the whatever, heavens. Yeah. Whatever your <laughs> reasoning is, Mister Whitehair, who has you know, who's also smarter than everyone else around him, uh, <laughs> right? Right. Um, yeah. He he. Like, but and so yeah, Griffin Griffith just shows up and he he does the the, the great thing and that he he bests guts like guts's right. whole thing at the time when he's young is using his strength and his advantage, right? Yeah. And like that first fight we see him, he he like he he kind of breaks that uh, axe head so that when it hits his head later, it just shatters so he can kill the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then Griffith remarks, he goes like, "That was a that was you were you were really lucky." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
and so yeah you're like okay yeah very very lucky this this is the character like but you see that he has to evolve you realize he's still a kid he's still learning and griffith beats him he bests him and for besting yeah. him he goes like you're, you're mine now it's like yeah i, I, I own, own you. you right right your your yep. soul your, your your labor your mind it all belongs to me right right and guts is guts has a chip on his shoulder like Absolutely. he's just like you know guts is the most tragic figure you, i've ever fucking seen yes i agree life. guts is if i were to describe guts it's just tragedy in the most yeah. darkest and horrible way and, and it's something so the anime doesn't show this to you right it doesn't show you his origin the fact that guts is born you know under the you know the corpse of his mother who's hung you're kidding it doesn't show you this in the anime wow it does not I, okay right like so this is one of right. those things that you know the small important differences gut it doesn't show you that and that's a whole, huge part of the thing it doesn't show you the fact that guts was raped as a child right no, it implies it does not it implies a lot right. that that yeah. uh gambino uh he's as, damaged well, yeah, that he's damaged. But what Gambino did was uh, Gambino. Was, so Guts was found by a mercenary group and uh, the guy Gambino just wanted to walk away. But Gambino's wife um, uh, picks up the young Guts and nurses him. Right. Until uh, she dies years later and he's around uh, five or six. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and at that time, Gambino just, all right, whatever, this kid's around, he's five or six. And he picks up the heaviest sword that he can. And like Guts, the whole thing about Guts is that he's just, he's tiny, he's small, but he, he's around normal people. And so they give him a normal sword and he just has to learn how to use it. And because he has to use a normal sword as a kid, as a, as a, as a normal man, he uses a big fucking sword. And as a, as, yeah. as a grown man, he uses the biggest fucking sword in human history. That yeah. big sword trend was started by him. Guts was the guy who created the big sword trend in anime. Oh, wow. Okay. It, like, so, you know, like, you, Cloud from, like, Final yeah. Fantasy VII has that big buster sword? Sorry, yeah. buddy. It was Guts. It was literally Guts was the guy who inspired. The, the entire point of Berserk is Berserk has inspired an entire generation of anime, and we never knew. Imagine finding out. Uh, it's like, like, like loving all this anime and then finding. Uh, uh, like, it's like loving fantasy and then finding out about Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, thanks for putting it in perspective. Yeah, and it's like, holy crap, there's like, this is the granddaddy of it all. And so, yeah, this incredibly tragic figure of Guts, who was born under the corpse of his mother, whose adoptive mother dies when he's six of uh, 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 illness, whose mm -hmm. father figure of Gambino sells him off as a sex slave, right? Mm -hmm. to, yeah. to, to other people. For this betrayal, he accidentally kills Gambino and feels horrible about it. It's like killing him on the inside, that he killed his father figure and that he's on yeah. the run, right? Yeah. A man who sold him to be raped, right? Like, yeah. This is, I'm like, this is pretty hardcore for a show, bro, <laughs> for an animated yeah. show. And, and of course, this came out. The thing out is, Chris, um, animated shows are very hardcore. They, oh, yeah. like, delve into issues that... You can't uh, you delve know, into You can't into, yeah, you just can't. Yeah, and it's one of those things. It's it 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 it, it it's that double-edged sword that allows that interesting sort of take to occur, and so yeah, I'm watching this, seeing this take, and I'm like, wow, this is an amazing sort of take on the character of guts. We're we're looking deeper, and we and we see that he's fundamentally broken and tragic, that he mm -hmm. has been fighting his entire life, right? Yeah, that he in order for him to survive is fighting, that his strength is his only is really his only thing, but in meeting someone like griffin he finally yeah. has something different which is purpose yeah 
right? True purpose. He goes like, yeah, I'm, and, and he sees Griffin's ambition and he goes like, yes, this is an ambition worth fighting for. Yeah. Right? This is an ambition worth dying for. Right, but he learns that Griffin is just using them. Well, yes and no. So, like, that's why uh, Griffith, to me, is is a... I'm going to just say it. Huge spoilers. Griffith, to me, is one of the greatest villains I've ever seen. Yeah. Because, for me, his villainy comes... Especially when you see why he's... Like, at that moment when he makes that decision in the third movie, right? Yeah. Like, you, like what, what has become of him to lead him to make that decision? I know why yeah. he did it. I know it's the bad thing to do, right? Right. Right. But I know why he did it. You know, like him constantly yeah. looking up at that castle. I, like all of it clicks into place when you, him making that decision was only made sense. But I want to get, get back to that when we, as we go along. His, yeah. his life with, with, you know, with Griffin, you know, with the, the Bound of the Hawk over three years, right? Yeah. He has reached this position where he's like, you know, he is the commander. He's wrecking shop. Right. Uh, I remember um, in that first movie, like, you know, it sort of ends with them, like, getting all good and all that. And that second movie is really where it starts, where, like, we have the attack on Doldry. Yeah. Right. And when that occurs, right, that's when that tiny thing is beginning, the, the, the yeah. hint of what's to come. And on the attack on Doldry, do you remember Nosferatu Zod? Yeah, but I think um, they initially encountered him um, earlier. In the so first... in, in in the in the movie they encountered him earlier and said the uh, yeah it's in the in the uh, anime they encounter uh, they encounter him uh, only at Doldry. I mean okay. he technically like he was around before but not in a direct way like that. But Nosferatu okay. Zod like comes out and he's like a demon and they're like oh, holy crap and guts it's like it's hard to beat this dude, right? Right? Guts yeah. doesn't even beat him and like you know like Griffin's in there like holy crap we need help like everyone's like they're trapped in a castle where there's a demon and this demon yeah. and the, the 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 demons inside the, the the berserk universe are just like it's if you if you fight a demon you're you're kind of dead right there's yeah. no really yeah. way to win yeah right i mean it's we're just so lucky that guts his favorite uh tool is the largest sword in history <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> right uh, yeah. so because but, but we see that why, uh, why he uses a large sword uh, you know when we go later into the series but yeah. Nosferatu's on Doldry, um, like, you know, the, the, the band of the hawk has gotten really, really tight with, you know, Midland, which is a kingdom. They're really, really tight with the king. They're like, yo, take out Doldry. If you take out Doldry, you know, it will end the Hundred Year War, right? Like, you know, we, we, we will get there, right? We will yeah. win, right? Um, and Griffin goes, like, yeah, sure. And the problem is, is that Griffin is of lowly birth and he is rising too fast, too far, mm -hmm. right? And it's gotten a lot of the looks of the the nobility going like this guy's a problem. Yeah. Right. We need. We got to take him guy. out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so like so that's on the thing. But he does it. He, he with 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 guts's help. He takes out Doldry. All is good. The plan to kill. You know. Um, the 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 plan to kill him is is now in, uh, is now working out. I believe the queen of Midland is trying to have him killed, mm -hmm. along with everyone else, and then. Yeah, so Griffith is, is about is going to die at the ball, and at, at the ball he's sort of given like the title of general of, of Midland's armies, right? Like he's been right. raised to the highest position in terms of the military. Everyone's like, "Holy crap!" He takes a sip of something, he drops, he's been poisoned, right? He's died, and everyone goes like, "Oh shit!" And then the poisoner runs away, and then uh, a guy with a big hat. I feel kind of stupid because I was like, "Who the hell is this guy? This tall guy in a hat and a long sword?" 
<laughs> I, was, I was like, who the hell is this guy <laughs> who's taking out like the, the, the conspirators and the collaborators and all that sort of shit? And I was like, oh, crap, I'm a moron. It's guts. <laughs> right. right. And then you realize that Griffith knew that the, the attack was coming on him. He he got all of his enemies together. He burned them all together. He you know used his connection to uh, one of the ministers to, 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 to grant him even more power. Griffith has has played the game right. And all of his enemies have been taken out in one swoop, and he is general. Yeah. His dream is near completion. But earlier, he says something to Guts, which which is the thing that causes everything. The one line that he says, which destroys everything. Mm-hmm. And it's something that he doesn't even realize what he said in the meaning of it, which is that he can't see another person as his equal without them having that similar ambition, right? That That drive to do something. Right. right. He, he makes that he just makes it an offhand comment. And it's this thing that and he, he doesn't realize what it means to Guts. Guts for him, for Guts, he goes like, holy crap, I'm Griffith doesn't see me as his equal because I am bound by his dream. I don't have my yeah. own. So he leaves. So he goes like, I think it's about time that I go. Griffith has achieved his greatness. He's going to achieve it further without me. The war is over. He doesn't need a warrior. Right. Right. I'm going to leave. I need to I need to find my own dream. Right. It's like I've been living my life fighting for others. I have to fight for myself. Yeah. A very important, very beautiful, like sort of idea. And, you know, like he's close with a lot of the the band of the hawk. Right. Now, the White Hawk Knights, because they've been raised to such high, you know, high levels. He was close to all of them. He you know, he got, you know. Uh, him and Costco were, were developing a sort of relationship, but Costco is really into to Griffith more than anything else. Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on. Right. And then, you know, as he's leaving, Costco realizes it. Everyone calls Griffith and Griffith brings back that thing he did in the very first movie all the way back to almost like the, the, the very beginning of the series, which was I told you you're mine. You want out? Right. You got to get out the same way you got in. Right? right. And, and he defeats him. Oh, yeah. Easily. That thing, like, where before his blade broke. Yeah. You know, Guts's blade broke in the fight, which caused him to become, you know, Griffith's retainer for, for life. This time, he just shattered Griffith's blade in one stroke. Mm-hmm. Right. Stops it right before him. Doesn't kill the guy. Puts it in his back. Walks away. Never turns back. Never looks away. Never, never turns and looks. Right. And then Griffith is just there on his knees, broken by this. He doesn't, he mm-hmm. goes like, don't worry, Griffith will be fine. This this won't mean anything, right? right. He doesn't realize how important he is to Griffith in that sense. Mm-hmm. Griffith, so broken by this event, I think personally, right, seeks some sort of control and then right away tries to seduce the king's daughter. Mm-hmm. Right? Which then he gets caught for it and then he is captured and he's branded a traitor and the knights, his knights are fucked and they're all to the wind but he, you right. know you know guts is not here for any of this he left like a day after he leaves all this thing sort of happens right yeah and then he uh and then you know he's doing his own thing so in the anime he just like doing his own thing for a year it just skips like a year yep right um, i think the same thing with uh, the movie too it's yeah in just, the movie don't you know, they show the skull knight around this time though um yeah i think so but he's on his own yeah, yeah. So, like, d- d- but doesn't the Skull Knight show up to him in this time period just, like, very, very quickly? Because, so, like, in the movie, so in the show, the Skull Knight's in it, not at all. There is no Skull okay. Knight. Okay. 
right? This is an important character who's important for the future. He's not in the show because he wasn't, uh, when the show came out in 97, he wasn't, there wasn't an idea that this character would become bigger or not, right? Yeah, it was a character that uh, was... Uh... He was in it, but they, they made choices and they chose not to include yeah. him in the show. Uh, I believe he's he is in the movies. Um, and so, but yeah, he, he, he's gone for a year. He's making his sword a little bit better. He's, he's training, he's making money, right? He's winning in tournaments, <laughs> right? Right. He he and but then he finds out there's a possible attack on on the Hawks, right? Like that they're camped nearby. He comes in to help them out before they get uh, destroyed and he finds out what happened. Right? Um him and Casca, you know, get very close because yep. of this. Uh and they're like and but they're like and he comes out very very simply. He goes like, you know, honestly, I left, you know, but he gives the offer to Casca, right? And you know, to join him. Leave once this is over. We'll, I'll come back. I'll rescue Griffith. I'll ensure he gets everything that he ever wants. But after that, I'm leaving. Right. And your choice, come with me. Yeah, you can come with me. Right? And because she comes to the conclusion that, you know, like her and Griffith will never, ever be a thing. You know, Griffith is all about, you know, obtaining his his, his power. And the only way to do that is through the princess. The princess still loves right. him. Right? She helps them try to get Griffith out. They do this amazing quest, and while Griffith is in prison, we see that he's lying down, and he's being visited by demons. Mm-hmm. Right? He's being visited by dark, evil things. Yeah, one of the things that Nosferatu Azad had um, said to, uh, told um, Guts was that Griffin, Griffin would um, betray him. Yeah, I mean Nosferatu. Um, yeah, so the, he's sorry, not going to be the good guy. Yeah, he's not the good guy. He thinks. Yeah, he something is. that I I totally forgot to mention in that fight with Nosferatu Zod. The reason why they weren't Nosferatu Zod survives, and the reason why they didn't, um, why he doesn't kill them, is because he sees around Griffith's neck is something called a baylet. Yeah. Right, which is like an egg that has the features of a human being, but all in weird Picasso places. They're all in the wrong places. Yeah. Right. Like when I say features, like the features of a human face, like eyes, nose, mouth, right? right? These five features, but all in the wrong place, like a Picasso picture. Right. He's wearing a crimson baylet around his neck. And yeah, Nosferatu Zod sees it and then right away, like, turns to, turns to God's and goes, like, hey, listen, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, this man who you call your friend, he going to betray you. It's going to get yeah. bad. Uh, it's like when you call this fr- guy truly friend, that's when it's over. Like, you're, yeah. you're done. He, he just tells him. He tells Guts. He yeah. In the anime, uh, he shows up later and tosses Guts a giant sword because he just likes Guts for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And he does that same in the movie. Uh, it's, but, yeah, another interesting sort of, like, you know, like, the, the, the demon is just like, oh, man, you don't know what's coming, buddy. <laughs> You're going to enjoy mm-hmm. this, son. You're going to love it. Um, and so we, we, you know, it's like, with that in mind, you know, he's in this prison. He's lost his, like, you know, he loses his bailet. It, it falls out of his neck and, and into... Um, into, of course, um, uh, the drainway, and it drains out into the river. Yeah. Never to be seen again. <laughs> sure. Or so we think. <laughs> or so we think. But yeah, we, it gets to this point. And so that's that's really pretty much the end of, like, the, the second movie. You know, like, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and then we get to the third movie, which is really the, you know, trying to get him out. Once we get him out, realizing what has been done to him. The, oh, uh, I mean, the, the level of brutality of, of the show Berserk is almost poetry in what they do. Yeah, they they show the mental and physical torture that that you know that Griffin Griffith goes through. I mean, he's like, you know, by the time they find him, he's like 
barely alive. Like he can, he's not functioning at all. Yeah. So like one. So he's a skeleton. An, yeah. In the anime of what they showed that they did. So as part of his torture for the year that he was imprisoned in the deepest part of the dungeon, right? He he. They cut his tendons, right in yeah. his arms. They cut yeah. his tendons in his legs. They sliced his Achilles, right? Yeah. He can yeah. never walk or stand yeah. on his own, right? Yeah. They sliced his tongue out. Yeah. Right? So he can never talk. So he can never talk. He cannot raise his own arms easily. He can't write yeah. because his fucking tendons in his hand don't work anymore. They yeah. have turned him. They have built him a prison of his own body. Yeah. Right. The, the level of depravity and evil is genius, especially to what this means for Griffith. Yeah. That torture, that anguish, the reality of who, like, you know, when you're in that, who do you blame for causing you to do all this? Right? Griffith refuses to blame himself. Right. Right? He refuses to deep down thinking, like, you know what? It was me. Like, yeah. I, by my ambition, by my by my fear, by all my anger, I I did something so stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? And, but no, 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 no. What he sees... He sees the man who made him forget his dream for yeah. but a moment, right? And I see a lot of people, what would cause you to forget your dream like like that? Well, and, you know, it's like it, he doesn't know what it is, but it's this fixation on guts, the man who did it, right? So much so that uh, I don't know if it's, it's because I, I, I'm not sure about this in the movie, but in the anime, the first thing that he does when he sees guts holding him is that he goes for guts' neck with his emaciated arm. Right? Like, right. He, he hates this guy. But he loves him. It, it's this strange mix that, that's happening. Well, yeah, it's, you know, the, um, we're, you know, it's, you blame everybody else except for yourself for um, the path that your life has, has taken, right? So, he, 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 he blames, well, I, I, it's not just Guts, I think he also blames Casca. For not rescuing him sooner. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a know, certain... There, yeah, the, you know, the Band of the Hawk for, you know, all of his comrades for not coming to him sooner yeah. and leaving him for one year so, to the point where, he, you know what, he can't do anything anymore. So it, so in the in the very last, um, in in the third movie, he reunites with his, um, his bailet, right? Oh, and... that, that's the, the very end, right? But uh, Yeah. But yeah, so like they, they rescue him. They realize how fucked he is. The, the Band of the Hawk realizes just like Griffith is done. Like he'll never be like he is again. And Griffith, yeah. meanwhile, is like in his own head looking at this metaphor. And I love the metaphor of what it is, right? Yeah. It's the castle, yeah. this white castle in the distance that he yeah. knows he needs to get to. And then on his ground, the bodies that it takes to build that path. Yeah. Right. And yeah. him being told, it's like you do realize it will take many more bodies to reach that castle. Right. Yeah. And the more and more he thinks about it. And the that's more the more... demons who are telling him that. Yeah. The demons, the demons are telling him this. And, but the demons are right. Like they, they build out his entire life and they go like, look at your ambition. You knew from the very beginning what your ambition, what it would take for your ambition. For every man that you have under control, right. For every mm -hmm. body that is under your, your command, they mm -hmm. have killed many bodies. Yeah. Right. The, the 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 bridge of bodies it takes to reach your 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 ambition is already very long. What's a few more? Yeah. Right. 
what you know it's like you, all these people who are building you for your ambition you realize their 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 purpose is for you to reach your king it reach your 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 point as being king yeah right, right. and you know your ambition of being of being controller being truly a ruler of it all the the demons fill out his entire life in the reality of which that he is bound by the same level of destruction that all them everyone else is he has caused evil he has done evil he has watched people die and for his ambition bodies will be needed once mm-hmm. he convinces them of himself this simple truth you know he goes on the he goes on a run like he's like commanding horses with his teeth <laughs> right yeah like right. reigns with his teeth like um i believe right before he saw essentially casca and and uh and uh guts hugging yeah right which yeah. i think was like that moment where he realized he had nothing yeah right and then he goes out he yeah but he never you know what he never valued casca well that's the uh, point though can, it's right? like when you he didn't the... value guts either he didn't yeah or uh, any of his men they were yeah. means to an end yeah he he's come to the conclusion that they were always a means to an end I mean, I yeah. believe he did once value them, but I don't think he does anymore. So much yeah. so that, yeah, everything is now a means to an end for him. The truest of the narcissistic yeah. tendencies of this individual. Yeah. And so then he goes, he, you know, like his, his, his wagon sort of crashes. He falls out into the water where he And he tries it. to, right. Yeah. Well, the intent was for him to, to commit suicide, I think, but he finds his, um, his amulet. Yeah. Right. That yeah, he, he always had yeah, around he, his neck. Yeah, he tries to kill himself by slashing his neck, but he finds his amulet, his blood touches, like, that bailet. And then, you know, Guts is there. He goes, hey, what's what the hell? And he goes, don't come closer, don't come closer, right? Don't touch me. Um, guy does it. You know, Guts gets closer. Guts does it. The bailet activates. The eclipse occurs, right? The the, the features so, of this. Him to, um, Guts touching him. Is that what activated it? I don't think it's or what was activated it. Was it the eclipse? It. Uh, the I think eclipse, it was the eclipse activated it. The eclipse definitely activated it, but I think what happens is when Guts touched him and when everyone else got close, they yeah. got trapped in the same thing that he was in. Okay. Which means they all later will get the mark. So the eclipse occurs, the the amulet, its features return, its eyes open, its mouth opens. It changes the world around it into these. This is where the. the right. By it's the way, a from at this. Dimension. Yeah, at this point, from here on out, this is when I was looking at my brother. I was like, what the what fuck? What the fuck is no, going I, on? You know what? Bones doesn't watch these. Um, so I watched it on my own. And I was watching it going, holy fuck. Like, what the fuck is just going on? Like, I have no idea the whole time I'm just watching it. And I, so the brutality of this sequence. It's horrendous. Oh no, the the brutality. So, I mean, essentially, you know, it's like r- risen up by you know a hand made of like faces and corpses and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like four arch demons come, mm-hmm. right? They give the big old revelation that the bailets, you know, like these amulets, they're 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 little pieces from another side coming over mm-hmm. little bit by little bit. And that, mm-hmm. you know, people take these baylets and they use them and they become acolytes. But one who has the crimson baylet, right? When it activates, mm-hmm. he will become like them. You know, mm-hmm. part of the hand of God. God hand. Right. 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 You know, pe- um, and you see like the, the, the four, like there's, a, there's this tiny guy, there's this large, you know, like weird, you know, like kind of weird sort of like centipede sort of thing the tiny guy sort of flying around uh, vampire woman lady thing with wings 
and then of course um the the their leader void right mm-hmm. the man with his eyes shut his brain exposed talking in the most eloquent ways there are <laughs> right, right 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 and telling them very simply it's like destiny has chosen you like you are the fifth member the fifth part of our hand you know the fifth finger so to speak right you know you you know it's it once you join us right everything will be yours you know right and in order for him to join them uh, you know his transition he needs to uh, provide sacrifices and the sacrifices are his his, his comrades yeah his the band, band the yeah. band of the and and he justifies this because the the road to his dream is built by bodies and their goal yeah. their their purpose has always been to be maybe one of those bodies that it needs either they provide yeah. the bodies or they become the body right he absolutely brutalizes casca oh well that's the uh, the other part so the so here's the thing that that fucks up for griffith right yeah the thing that really fucks up for him is that you know the he does it the mark of sacrifice jumps and it att- attaches to everybody yeah. Right. Once the mark of sac and it, it's this very specific mark. Um, once the mark of sacrifice attaches everyone, and then pretty much everyone gets freaking eaten alive, just like the the, the acolytes, these demons who had the the, the, the lesser balets turn them into demons through their own sacrifices. They're here now to feast, right? right. And right. in their feasting, the sacrifices, the blood, they it will all help birth a new being, right? Right. Right. Uh, Griffith's new evolved form, Femto. Later, he's known rechristened uh, as right. Femto is a, uh, it's uh it's one in one one quadrillion. That's what it means. Yeah, right. right? That's okay. how important right. he is. That's right. how special right. he's one in a quadrillion. Um, and so, yeah, he 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 develops right as 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 all, most of his comrades die except for two. Mm-hmm. The two who survive, of course, are Casca, and Guts. Yeah. With Cots, you know, with Guts and Casca's survival, what Femto does, though, specifically to hurt Guts and to destroy Casca, right? The people who I think he believes betray him. Yeah. Right? Is that he rapes Casca in front of Guts. Guts, freaking the hell out, goes, I, I, tries to stop it any way can, cuts his arm off out of the jaws of a monster. Yeah. Right? His eye gets gouged out by another thing holding him back. Him freaking out, just ready to like wreck shit, like he's broken his tiny little blade. Okay. That's where the anime ends. <laughs> um. Just right there. Really. His, his eyes gouged out. He's cut so his the, arm off. The, he's so screaming. the nineteen ninety. Nineteen the nineties era anime ends there. Oh, it's just him screaming. His 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 arm ripped off. His eye gouged well, out. Here's the That's thing: it. is that, you know what the movie doesn't end that far. Uh, you know that the movie doesn't end that far along either, because it ends with them escaping, going back into the real world. But Casca is like completely devastated. Like yes. she's, you know, her mind is broken. Yeah, her mind is broken. Very similar to the way Griffith's mind had been broken, and yeah. uh, Guts is like. Okay, I gotta, I gotta have done all of these apostles and you know, the God Hand, so he can kill Griffith. Exactly right. Like his vengeance is now. All right, Griffith, you have betrayed everything. You've betrayed me. You've betrayed everything. I need to destroy. Yeah. You. And so yeah, yeah, I'm just like, whoa. whoa. And the uh, berserk is um, berserk is Griffith is not Griffith. I'm sorry, berserk is guts. So yeah, if, he's if the you guys haven't, he's the berserker. That's why it's, it's, uh, you know, he just like, when he gets into that zone, that's it. 
he he doesn't see anything but what he needs to do and i think that's where it ends with him you know um going into that berserk mode to yeah. take all of, hunt all of these guys down and take them out yeah and so and kill griffith yeah and and so um so that that that's the thing forward right and so like the the thing ends there but of course remember as i said the anime the first episode is actually you know the black sorbin saga right mm-hmm. it's like the start of it we in the very first episode i decided to rewatch it. i was like screw it all right the show's on done i'm gonna watch the first episode and in the first episode you see it you see the the four arch demons and then you see griffith smirking at him right because the part of the the because he survived him and Casca specifically griffith is not fully formed right yeah he's not entirely yeah he's not entirely there right um yeah i mean it's one of those things uh it, it, it's just one of those things that, that 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 pops up yeah um and so yeah when when we see that like it, that mark like at night the demon starts screwing with him in his head right and his mark starts bleeding because he's still subject to sacrifice right he's still he's still weak. So, and that means that casca is the same way yeah oh well, yeah casca has the same sort of thing uh and so they they're both they're both survivors the sacrifice is not complete his griffith's you know you know evolution into femto yeah right is not done yet okay right mm-hmm. and you know because of that because it's not done right he is still in a position of weakness. He's still in a position where he's not a hundred percent. And I believe like, so one of the things is that you need a physical form that's later on, like he creates a new physical form and it has its own problems. Like that, like that's like way later when we have to deal with, you know, stuff coming up, but that's the end of the golden age arc. The end of the golden age arc is realistically the start of what the show is about, which is like guts on his, you know, like line of vengeance i'm going to kill all the apostles i'm going to destroy the god hand i'm going to kill these demons and one of the things that he learned is that when you're fighting demons you need the biggest sword you can get right it's the only thing that's going to get through the very fact that his like his like you know well-known sword is called the dragon slayer right because it's meant to like lop off at the head of a dragon right like he's yeah. he's like what can I say? The show ended. I'm, I'm I want to watch the rest of the show. I want to watch like you know all the additional stuff. I'm not. A, I don't have too much of an issue when it comes to the animation style. But that being said, my God, this show. Whoa. The after it was done, I was just I was pissed off with how it ended because I was like I want more because it's like I like. And then I watched the first episode. Like, how did he get out? Right. And then of course you see how they get out. Right. The eclipse ends. They're able to escape. Yeah. Yeah right like how like on a long enough time scale you could survive right um yeah and so yeah but they got out but they they bear the mark and everything um and so yeah i don't want to sort of like go into where the 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 series is at the the farthest point in in what has been released yeah right i just want to say that with that in mind right like this show really 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 got it it really told a very very great story a very brutal story almost and in a sense a very tragic story because you had like like griffin caused his own issues griffin you know was turned into like this horrendous monster that he is right and he's only going to get worse right i think there's um you know there's there's that um 
you know, it's uh, how much, you know, of your ambition turns you into a monster. Yeah. I mean, something that Void, you know, the one of the members of the God Hand consistently does inside the anime is that it always starts off with him holding, like you see a hand holding the Baylet and it just says the narrator. We don't know it's Void yet. It's mm -hmm. like a hand holding the Crimson Baylet. And he, he has a, uh, let me try to go to like uh, his speech, right? He has a very simple speech. Uh, I don't remember, um, and you know, I don't remember Chris. Um, you know the, the the void making those speeches in the um, in the trilogy. So, so he, this is this is in the anime. Like this is in the anime, the the series, right? That he yeah. is it every episode he does it or when at, he at the beginning shows... of at the beginning of every episode you see void holding like the arm of void holding the uh the bailet and he has uh he has this uh very very simple speech right in this so he, world, and it's the same speech it's same speech every episode in this okay. world is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law is it like the hand of god hovering above right and then he goes like at least it's true that mankind has no control even over his own will Right. Like that's all he says. And it, it's foundational to the idea of what, you know, Griffith, Femto, what the God Hand believe, that there is a predetermination in destiny. Right. Yeah. That this was always going to happen. The sacrifice was always going to occur. There was nothing that anyone could have done to stop it. Right. Despite everything that we know, the events that led up to this and any one of those things, a small change could have stopped this from occurring. But nevertheless, Void makes the argument that oh, it was always going to happen, and you kind of, you guys are kind of screwed from the start. You guys don't realize it yet, but you're, you're, you know, you're done, right? And so that was an important sort of moment. Mm -hmm. um, and it's said in the very, very first episode, right? Um, and it's said in every episode of the thing. And so, but that's that that's the way he is, and that's what it comes down to, though. You know, yeah, Berserk is about someone like guts who despite everything yeah struggles against the idea of predetermination or free will mm -hmm. or uh, you know or you know like anything a predestiny he, yeah predestiny he is a man controlled by his own will he does what he needs to and he moves forward true his actions and the actions of others led to what was inevitable but it's not like he can't stop it right uh with kentaro maria's death um it looks like he will stop it Mm -hmm. uh, or he won't ever be able to stop it because of you know just the very fact that we don't know if the story is going to continue or if it's not I, I I definitely see I definitely see that the end of this all right is I want there to be an ending right yeah. Um. and but yeah it's just if there is or isn't there's one thing I want to do before I, I wrap up because we have been going on for a pretty long time, but there's one thing I do want to say before I wrap up, something that uh, I want to put it out. Berserk, uh, the guy who was running the studio at Castlevania, Adi Shankar, right? Yeah. Uh, he uh, came out and he was, uh, like a couple of years back, was saying that, hey, listen, if someone, like if the rights ha thing gets handled or whatever, that he would do it, like he wants to do a Berserk series done in the same way the Castlevania guys did it. That would be awesome. Yeah. And then, um, so with Kintaro's death, um, you know, it's like a lot of things are going to be in fly. With, with, you know, like without him pushing on it, rights are going to be sold every which way. Yeah. 
and so what can I say? This, this, the, the adaptations might continue, and I'm, I'm quite excited for it. But that being said, by God, you know, it, you know what? Um, it'd be interesting, Chris, if he had um, a will or trust in place, mm-hmm. um, because that, you know, his estate then could control. But if he died intestate, I mean, I don't know what the Japanese intestate rules are, but yeah. it, it would make things extremely ugly. Absolutely, and you know, it's it's only been a it's only been a month. Yeah. Um, and so, like, oh, what is this? Mira's chief assistant shares a message. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm not in a position to decide on it. So if we, all, um, so we'll move uh, underground for a while. It's been translated. Uh, even if there's a, sp- a specific thing, it will be timed. Finally, thank you for being a fan of uh, such a Dr. Maria's berserk. Dr. Maria was prof- uh, was a professor, um, and thank you for con- your continued support. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's it's. What can I say? I I really wanna. I want the, I want an ending. Yeah. Even if it's an ending I don't like. Yeah. Right, because I want because right now the head canon is is that yeah you know they're, um like if you read like the the, the latest entry the head canon is all right well you know don't worry it's over. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be good, you know, what if it if they could finish it off in a. All I'm gonna say is, Chris, I don't want a Game of Thrones ending. I don't think we have to worry that too was... much about that because you know one of the. You know one of the the foundational uh, aspects of, uh, of. Of of Berserk is that, or just an anime in general is that you're gonna you're gonna get to. Uh, you you're going to you're gonna we're gonna get to the ending. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, all in all, um, yeah, I'm just um, yeah. I I wish I want to know if there's gonna be an ending, and if there is an mm-hmm. ending, uh, I want it to be I want it to be done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be nice. Yeah, and what can I say? I'm 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 excited. I'm terrified. I. Uh, I just got into a show that you know, uh, a, you know, a month ago, without me even realizing, is never gonna fucking end. <laughs> oh, which one? Uh, Berserk. It's like it's like I just oh. I just got into it, and now it's gonna. It's like it's never. It's like oh my god, what have I done? Why am I hurting myself like this? Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's kind of you know what the thing is. You know, I think authors have like you know they have roadmaps in terms of how they want their world to end so i think you know what he might have done that and if that's the case hopefully they may be able to get somebody else to come in and step in no yeah am i being too like i no i i hopefully that's the case i don't know what you know the japanese sort of convention is with when an event like this occurs all i know is that i feel like yeah it's like you know it's like the destiny of man right (laughs) right like that that divine causality of the god of god hand just going yeah you like something guess what it's never gonna end (laughs) right right it's like god damn man why 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 did you yeah i just what can i say all in all i'm so excited about uh you know just where where it's gonna go and yeah berserk 10 out of 10 my favorite anime holy crap uh, yeah. They did the thing that I never thought they were able to do. I mean, they took a character from start to finish, and they really brought it to fruition. Um, and 
you know, for at least like the, the character's motivations, the, where the character is going to be ending up, that's a whole other thing. And all in all, I'm just, I, I want, I want this to become a thing. I want this to become, I want this to end. And more than anything, I would love for the Castlevania develop, uh, guys to, to come out and, uh, and do this, right? Like, and turn it into, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just turn it into like, turn it into something really good. But, uh, yeah, I it, it's a great studio. You know, they show that they, you know, that their development, uh, just what they did with Castlevania was, I think, one of the best products that had ever been put out um, in this in this genre. So uh, if they were to take that mantle, I'd be completely behind it. I would support it. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but what can I say? Um, All right. this well, forward. Th uh, yeah, this is a this is a good place to end it. Yeah, um, it's a really good place to end it because I think we've been talking almost, gosh, I think a couple of hours. <laughs> uh, it's it's we're just under two hours. Uh, we're so. just under two hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, thank you for joining us, and you can't stop the. You can't stop the signal, guys. Yeah. Yep. All right. See ya. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>